0: Hi everyone, welcome into to the Irish NFL show presented by our friends over at Trust Gaming. Thank you for Trust for this setup. We can see we are in the Technology Cafe in wonderful Navin in the county of Meve. I have got that correct. Welcome in, Colm, Mark, Brian. Lads, obviously a big week for our heads in Belfast last week, in London next week, but Colm this week, we're in the wonderful, wonderful area of Navin. How are you getting on?
1: Good, delighted to, to be here. It's a pretty sweet setup uh, looking around. Uh, I was saying on the show um, when we were recording Thursday Night Football, uh, used to uh, me, then uh, thought everyone here was uh, about six foot six, uh, given the beatings that they used to give Cork back in the early 90s. But walking around town, that doesn't seem to, to be the case. But yeah, looking forward to, to week four. Plenty of good games today. Brian, welcome to Move. Obviously, you
0: had to get me down here after they beat us in the All-Ireland minor final. But obviously, congratulations to them. But great to record here from the, from the Technology Café.
2: I don't think you need to be worried about All-Ireland finals after the, the month you've had. But yeah, it's, been, it's a great setup. It's great to be here in Navim. And again, thanks to Trust and thanks to John within the, the Café for this wonderful setup and a really good show ahead of us to see.
0: Absolutely. And finally, last but in no means least, Mark, great to be in Navin, but also great to have a few NFL fans behind us as well here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure
3: when we start um, telling the truth about their teams, they'll forgive us uh, at various times. But look, we're in the Royal County and royalty is definitely occurring this weekend when Tom Brady goes back to the kingdom uh, that is uh, New England. Uh, do you know, Michael, the funny thing is it's week four and everyone keeps going on about this player who's going back to his old team and writing some wrongs. But I'm sick and tired of this media focus on Jacoby Brissett going back to the Colts. I mean, why don't we pay attention to that underrated story about Brady going back to New England, you know?
0: It's going to be a late night on Sunday. I'm not looking forward to it, especially with London next week. But it's going to be good fun. Let's jump ahead of the games for today. We have got at six o'clock the Washington football team going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Colin, show
1: us your magic. Who's going to win this game today and why? Uh, Yeah, well, this this game will need a bit of magic because it's on on paper. It's one of the ones that um, seems less exciting, but very often those are the games that can um, take off. Matt Ryan had his best game of this season last week but he was still sacked three times um, which doesn't um, bode well you would think given that it's the the Washington football team but Chase Young is sackless through the first three weeks of the season um, which I don't think anyone expected. Um, it's, it's a tough one to call because I can see ways that both of these teams can win um, or probably more likely ways that both of these teams can lose. Um, Trevor, or Taylor Heineke, as your starting QB, it feels very similar to Trevor Simeon when he was starting for, for the Broncos. Um, good backup can come into a game, but when he's starting, that's a, that's a huge worry. Um, they, they would need Gibson to have a huge game, I think, to, to win this. Um, the Falcons, maybe signs, signs of life, obviously, coming back to, to beat the Giants. Um, uh it's a it's a tough one but it, i think the falcons because of um matt ryan because i think they'll have a little uh, too much i'm going to go to falcons to go to two and two in this the
2: falcons are a strange team i mean two weeks the first two weeks of the season conceded over uh, over 80 points on defense Kyle Pitts early pick in the draft everybody was looking to see what was going to come with him very little we've seen so far over just under 150 yards in three games but to, Defensively, albeit all the points they've given up, they've not given up over 100 yards in rushing. So they seem to be getting something right. They've had a really good win last week, albeit against a poor Giants team. They've, they pulled that out. And Washington's defense in the first three weeks of the season, I mean, for a defense that was so good last year and so much was expected of them, the Chargers went up and down the field week one, only scored 20 points. Week two, Giants put up 29. And then last week in Buffalo, albeit Buffalo, a really good team, they gave up 41 points. We haven't seen anything from this Washington team so far defensively. To your point, Tyler Hoening, uh, he's shown an interception in every game so far. But in this game, in this instance, I'm not sold yet on the Falcons. They're probably, they probably—they could be looking ahead to next week in a, what looks like an easy game on paper against the Jets in London. But at, at some stage, just Washington defense has to show up, and I think it will be this Sunday. And I think uh, Washington will pull
3: this game out. It'll be close, but Washington just... I thought the Falcons had a bye next week. Oh, they've got to actually play a game. Um, uh, seriously, look, um, you all remember the X-Files, yeah? I love that show. And there was a couple of key taglines in it. One was trust no one. I don't trust anybody in this game. Like, both of them are so convoluted. They're so capable of throwing this game away. It's unbelievable. So I don't trust either of them to actually turn up. But the other great tagline in that show was the truth is out there. And it's not necessarily the truth, but I'll tell you who is out there. Carl Pitts is out there calvin ridley is out there and those weapons alone matt ryan yes he is the eternal bridesmaid obviously 28-3 and we could bring that up a couple of times about that one great season but he is a super efficient quarterback he's probably actually going to end up with the passing yardage records at the end of the day because he's just been so efficient over the years with the falcons he can do a job for you washington with heineke there you just don't know what you're going to get and i'll lean towards the falcons but don't expect me to feel good about it
2: we say leaning, they're leaning on Cardell Patterson in particular to help them, because none of the major players are doing anything for them so far.
3: Yeah, yeah, and like, his last great games were about 10 years ago in the league, so there, there you go.
0: Let's see what happens. The Falcons arrive in London late next Thursday night. Michael Lavery is going to their practice next Friday, and I'm sure he'll try and get some questions for get some questions in for Arthur Smith. We'll try and throw some in. If anybody has any that want to tweet to us, we will happily ask them at some point over the next week. Um, great game for the Falcons next week in London looking forward to seeing them this week obviously a good win for them last week against the Giants a poor loss I fought for Washington last week you know look I know they got beaten by a good buff a very good Buffalo team but I expected more from them in that game to concede 43 points is and the manner in which they did was a little bit surprising but not too much surprising the reality for me is is this this game is at home for Atlanta I can see Matt Ryan. Throwing two or three touchdowns without having any interceptions. But in reality, Taylor Heineke will, will throw a couple of picks. I think that will be a ma- major difference in this game. And I think this is the game where Cal Pitts, finally, I've seen this for f- the last three weeks, maybe Cal Pitts will actually come into his own in this game. Uh, and the Falcons will go two and two before going up against the Jets at Tottenham next Sunday. So a massive, potentially a massive week next week for the Falcons. And we're going to be at Tottenham next Sunday morning, live at nine o'clock. Uh, let's look at another team that could probably do a win this week the houston texans colin going to buffalo that's an easy game for the
1: texans yeah <laughs> um well if <laughs> we go back to january 4 2020 the texans beat the bills in overtime in the playoffs um very different teams now obviously um and over the past two weeks the bills have uh, won with a combined score of 78 <laughs> 21 and Josh Allen getting back to looking um, like, you know, something approaching his best. Four touchdown passes last week, spreading the ball out amongst his uh, receivers. For the, the Texans there on the road, gave up 31 points to the Browns on on the road. Um, for for them, it's, it's the Brandon Cook show. He is the Texans' offense. Uh, Davis Mills, in fairness, did well in, in his first start last week, threw for 168 yards. Um, Brandon Cooks was 112 of those Um, unfortunately for Cooks he goes up against Tredavious White uh, today and um, that won't be fun that won't be easy Um, I I, you know in fairness look I was the biggest critic of the Texans in the offseason and they have you know confounded expectations I think but they're not going to do so today the bills roll on the bills go to three and one
2: yeah, I think we saw from the Bills last week what we expected in terms of how highly rated they are in terms of this year, potentially going to the championship game, going to the Super Bowl. They've won eight of the last nine games by plus 10 points. We saw Josh Allen last week really come back to what we've, we're used to seeing. Four touchdowns, ran one in, and he's gone up against the Texans team that are, let's be fair, they're one of the weakest in the league. I know they've had a bright start to the season, and I think a lot of the players are rallying behind the new coach, but the reality is without Deshaun Watson, and he was not going to play this season. They're going to come up against really tough teams on the AFC side of the, of, this, um, of the draw. And when it comes to games like this, they're just not going to have enough. You're right, Davis Mills played reasonably well last week, but the reality is it still was a comfortable win for the Panthers. A few bright spots with the touchdown to Miller. But by and large, this game, if you look at the spell on it, 17 points, they should be winning by 24, 27 points. Should be a comfortable win for the Bills and they roll on.
3: Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm going to take you a week further on from column. So um, the Texans actually have won four of the last five against the Bills. Actually, the Falcons won last six against Washington. So that's a, a fact to watch out for. But there's not going to make it four. Uh, they're not going to make it five out of six. It's going to very much be four out of five and then four out of six. And the reason is the la- following week after that Bills playoff win, what happened? They played the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. They were 24 nil up with Bill O'Brien settling for a field goal at a time when you really felt that they should have you know swept the leg if we can use the karate kid reference in that regard okay so they really should have gone from in that regard and since then they've had a bigger fall off a cliff than any type of technology company you can think of i mean this is like bebo becoming irrelevant MySpace becoming irrelevant, theranos so obviously uh, collapsing in the stock market like when i think of tech and we're in the technology campaign cafe so i might as well have a few of those references um they have gone so low it's unreal they're in the valley of the kings they're in death valley there is recovery however and the green shoots the column couldn't see in the aviva what was the line column what are you talking about what are you talking about I mean, you were really displeased with the texans um they are playing hard david cully's doing a better job than you can imagine but there is no question the buffalo bills will walk this game uh to cover quite comfortably
0: i actually thought the texans would lose to Carolina last week on that lovely first night football these first night football games boys are just intriguing at the minute aren't they yeah. some great matchups uh, but I thought they would lose like 24-21 I thought after week one after that win against the, the, the Jaguars where they really impressed a lot of people we fought for about five minutes after seeing how bad the, the, the Jaguars truly are hello Urban Meyer uh, we're coming for you in two weeks time yeah in, in London so um look I mean Look, I, the thing that for me this week and the thing that will be the X factor for the Bills is going to be Stefan Diggs. He had 62 yards, six catches in week three. I expect him to get over 100 yards today. But if they can continue to enhance that run game between Singletary and Zach Moss, there's no reason why the Bills won't run into another maybe 20, 25, 30-point lead against the Texans like they had against Washington last week. The intriguing thing for me will be is this. Can they get a run game together in Houston? Obviously, seeing Mark Ingram, but you know, Philip Lindsay, can he get some sort of yardage in Buffalo? That's a big question. Probably not going to be the answer. So I'm going to pick the Bills by about 25. And I'm just realising now, these, some of these games, have you ever had that? You, just, uh, like,
1: just on the, the probably poor old Philip, um, who we loved in, in Broncos country, uh, it has not been uh, happy hunting. And going up against a robust, mm. to put it mildly, uh, Bill's defence, um, not going not to be fun. Todd, not going to be
0: fun. There's Owen Flea, Detroit Lions, are going up against uh, the saviour in the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, one and two. Any Bears fans here? No, there's no... No, quite a few oh. <laughs> sorry <coughs> quite sorry. a few uh well i'm sure colin will be or <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll be walking out in a minute be kind colin, <laughs> be if kind. anybody
0: walks out we're really sorry no look it's grand i mean look colin, they're playing the lions yeah so
1: well yeah okay it, it it is the lions but it's also the bears i mean you're having to go with thursday night football um, that was quite a good game, in, in fairness, um, when, when you look at, at this. I mean, these are two teams, the Lions, who have you know, shown up, played hard, but just find ways to, to lose. I mean, 4th the, the four, and 19, 66 yards. It's phenomenal to, to see how they m- always find new ways um, to, to lose. But they're going up against a Bears team who last week... Provided the worst offensive performance in the league with 47 (laughs) net yards since 2004. Nine sacks, um, just a disaster, like an abject disaster. I I think I probably need to start the Free the uh, Chicago One campaign again and get Alan Robinson a decent quarterback. Um, there was talk during the week that we could see Nick Foles, and and people were saying, well, would that would that be the answer? Michael Lombardi thinks that um, Justin Fields should be pulled out. I don't. I think you you got to live with the, the growing pains. Um, I think this game has the all the makings of one where a field goal goes, you know, will be. Ordinarily, I'd definitely say the Lions would find a way to lose. I actually am going to go I'm with not. the Lions. I think the Lions are going to, to do it. But just because I, the Bears are such a storied franchise, but the sooner they can move on from Matt Nagy, the better for all concerned, and they can actually really begin to build around fields. But it's not going to be under Matt Nagy. I'm, I'm speechless here. I don't know what to say. I think
2: the difficulty for Bears at the moment is there isn't any consistency on the quarterback, but that's not down to the fact that he's picked... Dalton to be the quarterback. Dalton has got injured. Fields came in in the second game against the Bengals. The defense for the Bears won that game. Last week against a really good Browns team, Fields had a very difficult day. And we called it out last week that most rookies will have difficult days on, on, in terms of their opening game. But for Nagy, the one good team for Nagy during his career in the Bears, he's 5-1 against this Lions. He seems to have the Lions number. The Lions. <laughs> you ask to that, so go. That's winning a taller than
1: Danny DeVito contest. <laughs> he has to give him
2: something. <laughs> Look, we bear bear in mind with the Lions. You're saying like they're finding difficult finding ways to lose. They lost a 66 yard field goal last week. NFL record. You can't legislate for kickers making that good, no matter how good they are. You know, we talked about great kickers tr- throughout the years. Justin Tucker arguably is the best in the league and he has been for quite some time in terms of consistency. 66 yards, that's kind of moving beyond boundaries, and he's going into mile high this weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if he's hitting 70 yards. We, we, we gave out about Goff during the off-season because of his career at the Rams, but so far at the Lions, he he's been efficient enough, 69% completion rate. He, he had a reasonably good game against the Packers. He had a reasonably good game against the 49ers, and he did well last week. Still picking the Bears
0: yeah i was wondering for a second there well i'm just curious because matt
3: Nagy has the lions number the only problem is everyone has the lions number i mean it's kind of like they're in i don't know I'll, I'll say copper is at 3am in the morning and they're throwing out the number easily Ed, the other thing about Matt Nagy is matt Nagy's is two four-letter words i have heard that some bears fans do use other four-letter words when his name comes up quite frequently um he's thrown justin fields in there obviously is the future of the franchise, but he's thrown it behind an ineffective, non-existent offensive line. Like, their offensive line is as bad, if not worse, than the Steelers. And that's saying something. So when Justin Fields has a performance like he does with one net passing yard, having lost 67 yards on sacks, one net passing yard, yes, you can say he's not ready, but you can also say he's not being put in a position to succeed in that regard. And on the other side, the Lions, I mean, look, I remember... The Chargers, who are the eternal uh, example of losing games in unforeseen circumstances, they lost when the Ravens converted fourth and 29. you remember Ray Rice? He stepped out of the lift and converted a fourth and 29 uh, in that particular game, and they lost the game. This lion's loss was even worse because it wasn't just the 66 yarder. it was the fourth and 19 conversion after they got a sack on first down as well. It was unbelievable. That being said. They're actually playing hard for the dude. They're actually putting some, you know, consistency together. If you look at the offensive yardage that they put together per game, as opposed to the Bears. Like, it's like about 350 on average compared to 191. The Bears just don't have an offense, and that defense isn't as scary as it was last year. So I'm saying that the Lions are going to break their duck egg, and the Lions are going to win this weekend.
0: Sorry, guys. Are you trying to get people to boycott this show? <laughs> I mean, look, um, Matt Nagy, in terms of his future in Chicago, has got as much mileage as an English, or a, as much fuel as an English filling station at the minute. Um, nobody get that joke? There's no fuel in England at the minute? Oh, we're, we're aware of that, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Just thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, Ned balloon. Yeah, <laughs> big lead balloon. No, I'm only joking. Um, I, I just The Lions are very unlucky. we were very unlucky last week against Baltimore, don't get me wrong. It was an interesting game. We were watching it in Belfast last week. I actually think, and you can go back and watch this for any Bears fans watching this, I think Fields has a day today, I think after the week that you've had in Chicago, talking about the new stadium, talking about the potential for that relocation. I think Fields goes out and rushes for like 40, 50 yards, gets a couple of passing touchdowns. Cole Komet, I think is going to be a big factor in this game, but you're completely right, uh, Colin, Alan Robinson needs to show up today or needs to be given some sort of reason to show up but i actually think justin Fields is going to make the whole thing even more confusing and i'm going to pick the bears to win
2: kevin it's a very interesting one because the lions over the tree over the course of the two games their weakest position is given past the yeah. to the tight end. so if they exploit that should be a good day for the bears yeah
3: and michael uh, justin fields will definitely run for 40 50 yards the only problem is he'll be behind in the backfield running from his life because his offensive line let free rushes come through so
0: i just have a feeling but i only got 14 right last week sure it's fine don't worry it's grand. Thanks to the Packers. He's on a crest things. of a wave, yes. Yeah, big crest of a wave. I'm glad that joke went down very well here, by the way, as well. Uh, <laughs> the Panthers are going to Dallas. So the Panthers are three 0 and the Cowboys are two and one. Cowboys in the lead. Are they in the lead in the East? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, right. Wouldn't I, be hard. I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to annoy. You. But anyway, Colin. Not yet. Not yet. What what's we your thoughts?
1: Um, so since the since December two thousand and seventeen, Dak um, and the Cowboys have played uh, twelve games in the six p.m. slot over here. They are ten and two in those games. They score an average of thirty-five points. So the Cowboys in the early slot are money. Um, and if they, you know, only played in the early slot, perhaps there wouldn't be a twenty-six year drought for a Super Bowl. Um, I think the they pl- are playing really well, in fairness. Their defense is actually kind of playing much better than many of us expected, especially picking up on, on takeaways. Um, they really put a uh, beat down on the Eagles. Um, I think for the Panthers, losing Christian McCaffrey is a huge blow. There's nobody that can really do everything that he does. The Panthers have been <coughs> very, very solid, but I think going to Jerry's world is going to be just too much if if McCaffrey's not there they are very solid on defense but they're coming up against a a Cowboys offense that just scores points and they've been willing to kind of you know not just rely on Zeke they've learned that they can't do that so they have um, brought Pollard more into it I think the Cowboys are winning I think the the Panthers are losing their first game of the season um, today.
2: You touched on them having a very good uh, success, success rate on the 6 o'clock slot, but well, they have no success rate on a Sunday after playing on Monday night. They never won a game, the Cowboys. Never. On a Sunday after playing on a Monday. Wow. That's a strange one for you. You can look, look that one up. <laughs> but this Cowboys offense, and I was quite critical of Dak Prescott going into the season. Um, not so much of his, of his play, but generally overall, he's been inconsistent. But so far, week one, 29 points against a really good Bucks team. Week two, albeit 20 points against a Chargers team that looked like they're for real this year. Last week, 41 points against an average Eagles team. But again, Dak Prescott this season, his accuracy looks completely different to what it was leading up to the injury. And just the first two weeks of the season, they're spreading the ball around the play. Week one. Um, Schultz was the highest ter- player in terms of targets, week two Lamb, week three Cooper. So the offense is clicking across the, across the table, and you've touched on it. It's not so much about Zeke anymore. Pollard, who we've been calling now, is a really effective running back. He's starting to come into his own. So they're stacked offensively. Defensively, I still think there's a, a question mark there, but I don't think the Panthers will be able to expose him as much as they could if McCaffrey – McCaffrey's a huge loss. He's arguably the best running back in the league behind Henry, if not, if not better. So for them to be 3-0, and Sam Darnold, who has a 68% strike rate so far, he's really efficient, he's playing really well. I've been quite high on the Panthers. Defensively, they're really good, really strong. They've not given up over 15 points, but it's a big ask going into Texas. For me, reluctantly, I'm picking the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, look, uh, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Uh, it isn't Dickens a tale of two cities. It's very simply, for me, a tale of two quarterbacks. Um, Sam Darnold and this is going to sound strange because he is only still 24 but he is a PC running Windows 95 and Dak Prescott and <laughs> that offense they are a smooth MacBook Pro flying and without his little Mac in the back pocket Christian McCaffrey who unfortunately is getting injured more than we'd like to see him mm. uh, it's a no-brainer for me that Cowboys offense is for real and they will take this game comfortably
0: um, I've been really impressed with Sam Darnold so far obviously Passed 304 yards with a 95, 95.7 rating last week, two rush touchdowns in week three. In, I was first in that football, yeah, week three. Yeah. But on the other side, for the Cowboys, having that combination of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, especially when I think Pollard should be the starting, should be RB1 in Dallas. There is no doubt about it. But looking at NFC East teams, looking at Dallas, looking at that expectation, is this the year that Dallas finally live up to that expectation? After I mean, I'm as old as... The last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, basically, right? So, no, but it's, it's the truth, right? So, can they get to that next step? When you have guys like Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Trevon Diggs, and, you know, they should be winning this game. With CMC out, they should be winning this game. But what's to say trouble Hubbard doesn't have a good game in the run? Because if he has a good game in the run, obviously maybe not to that equivalent that Christian McCaffrey might have. 70 or 80% of McCaffrey's net performance, and a good, solid performance from Sam Darnold, they'll be in this game going into the fourth quarter.
2: The hover piece, the drop-off last week in the game against the Texans was significant. You could see it.
0: He's had a week, though.
2: Ten days, because it was the night. Has he
0: been drinking his Technology Café Coffee? Has he been eating his Weetabix? I don't know. The reality, I'm, look, I'm going to take the Cowboys by a field goal, but I think it'll be a lot tighter than what people are saying. Um, look, that's a few 6 o'clock games so far. We'll be back in a moment to talk about the other 6 o'clock games here on the Irish NFL Show. welcome back into the irish nfl show presented by trust gaming you can see some really cool trust gaming uh equipment both here and behind us i've, I've got the best chair in here boys at the minute we are in the, te- the technology cafe in the center of Navin town it's a town boys yeah not, not a city. no in, yeah, in no. mev delighted to be in Meve. It's my first time ever in neve i've never been to Slane or staying castle tell me you know i i live in the sticks boys so look delighted to be in just delighted to be in navin great spot and even honestly lads great coffee as well so come down here uh, if you ever get a chance to come in and thank you very much to trust and also technology cafe for allowing us to record this week's show in here let's look ahead to another game this week we've got the owen free indianapolis colts going to miami against the dolphins no two a time maybe no two a time in london who's going to win this week
1: Oh, Both teams desperate for, for a win, um, both teams struggling offensively. Um, poor old Carson Wentz is playing with knee injuries, ankle injuries, and with the Colts making all sorts of strange decisions. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been you know, probably their, their most effective player, and yet they've neutralized him themselves by choosing um, not to use him. Um, if you are the the Colts looking at it, nothing has gone right since you brought Wentz in, Um, between the off season and all the stuff around the vaccine, um, injuries, and it's difficult to see how the Colts um, right the ship. We were talking actually on the way down um, and we've talked about it on the the show. At what point, if you're the Colts, if the season continues to go like this, do you pull Wentz because you don't want to give away that first-round pick? Um, if you're the Dolphins, it hasn't been a whole lot better because off, uh, on offense, he just cannot um, score points. But I think this is probably a bounce-back performance for Brian Flores. Um, he has the ability to really kind of create chaos. And just because um, the with Wentz playing so beat up with them not utilizing Taylor, I think the Colts are slipping to 0-4 here. Um, and I really think that the Dolphins are going back to 2-2. To two and two. Titans love
2: that. I was reading a really, uh, really interesting article this week around Jacoby Brissett and the fact that he felt during the offseason he wasn't given a proper opportunity to challenge to, f- to be the starting quarterback, that he felt that having come in from Indianapolis that he was in a position to be the starter. He's been given an opportunity now, albeit too, is injured. And he, I know he went down to a really difficult defeat in overtime last week, but he played really well. He was really efficient. And he, pull, he pulled them back <coughs> when the game looked like it was gone away. They got into overtime. It didn't play out that way. So for, for the Dolphins offensively, they played quite well last week and modeled 22 receptions this season, only one, between, one behind Anquan Bolden in terms of records for rookies in their first season who had 23 catches. I called out in our season preview show. I felt he'd be the rookie of the year, and he's going towards that you know, albeit very early in the season. And to the point around the Colts, a lot of people, I expect them to challenge the Titans this year for the division, but, you know, they've fallen off the cliff early. They're, they're, they've lost their first three games. Carson Wentz has now lost seven in a, in a row, dating back to his time in Philadelphia. 28 hits on him this season. You would have thought of having left Philadelphia and being battered all year long. He was going into a, a sturdy offensive line, which last year was, but it doesn't look the case this year. And he's the highest, highest uh, quarterback in the league in terms of hits. Colin touched on a Taylor, he's not been efficiently used. Hines had a really good game last week. They're going to have to rely on the run game. Don't say it. I'm, with, I'm with Colin, I'm on the Dolphins to win the game.
3: Yeah, I mean, Carson Wentz was getting hit on the pitch, off the pitch in Philly, and it's uh, occurring They're very much on the pitch in, in the Indianapolis for him as well. Um, the Jonathan Taylor situation is just bizarre like how they the coaching is calling that for him. I mean, Carson Wentz is back there making Ben Roethlisberger look like Torvald and Dean in terms of nimbleness. He can't move. He can't run. He can't slide in the pocket. He is injured. And the only thing I can put it down to is they're not actually going to remove him. They're just going to wait until he's taken off in a stretcher and therefore don't have to give up the first round pick because that's what they're selling him up for there. Look, the Dolphins have their own troubles. Without Tua, they've got problems. Their defense has been nowhere near as efficient as it was last year, giving up yards uh, to beat the band. But they get the big turnover. Look at last week. Alandon Roberts, the pick six, and stuff like that. They're still generating turnovers and those big momentum-changing plays. Um, Of course, their season after the great opening win against the Patriots hasn't gone like they would have wanted to. They look very... I mean, shambolic is the only way to describe it against the Bills. But yeah, on balance, I'm with the boys. I think they're going to have enough for the Colts here. Colts go on four, Titans stroll to their division.
0: Strolling, strolling, strolling. It's week four. Not even Halloween yet, Mark. Yeah, uh,
3: and it's already done, Michael. It's, it's al- already it's done. It's already
0: done. For me, I was actually quite impressed with the Dolphins last week, albeit they did lose 28 points in Vegas difficult place to go albeit a new stadium the crowd were really giving it one I really enjoyed Bruce Buffer as well watching it up, up in Belfast Jacoby Brissett's a good stopgap until he gets it back I don't think Tool will be back by the time we're in London I don't think he'll be back to week 8 week 9 what do I know I'm not a medical doctor but that's just my guessing um, <laughs> ok Dr Nick thank you very much yeah it's just I think the Dolphins' defence wins this game, right? I do, but I also think Devontae Parker is going to be in for a massive game this week. But who do they play next week? Who do the Dolphins play next week? The Bucks. And who do they play the week after? Nobody. The Jaguars in London. Yeah, that was a joke. Yeah. You said it earlier on. So they have to win this game. If they win this game, they go two and two. If they lose against the Bucs, they go two and three. And then they have a massive game in London to hopefully for themselves go three and three and have a lifeline going into week seven. I think they have a buy around then as well. But I think they just about get the win. They edge it out today against the Colts team that, to be honest with you, I had them going for the playoffs. Well, I mean, we then. all expected the Colts' defense to be better as well. Like hmm. They
3: still got Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the game last week. Uh, six tackles, inception, false fumble. Back to his old self. It's just the rest of the moving parts haven't come up. But a random stat or random fact about Jacoby Brissett. Do you know who his mentor is? No. His mentor and has mentored him through his NFL career is actually Bill Parcells, and he has championed him all the way through the various stops. Then you kind of go and start putting two and two together. It's like, well, he started with the Patriots. And, you know, Parcells has some connections with the Colts, and he has a lot of connections in the Dolphins from his time there. Um, he has been a big champion, Jacoby set. He thinks he can make it as an NFL starting quarterback. And it's not like he didn't have chances replacing Andrew Luck, and he's got another chance now in Miami to prove it to the rest of the 32 teams.
2: But that, that was the point of the story, that they didn't even give him that opportunity to be the challenger. It was, you're the backup, you get your chance if he's injured.
0: Let's see what happens later on today. The next game is the Browns going to the Vikings in an intriguing matchup. The last time these two played each other was in 2017 in London with the Vikings taking the win on that day. This is, I think this is the most interesting game this week. Seriously. I know there's a game, there's a big game on Sunday night, but this like, genuinely like, for me is the most interesting game. The Vikings come back last week to prove people wrong,
1: winning a massive game. What's your thoughts on this one? Well it's it's definitely one of the most interesting games. There are quite a few I think th- this week, but the Vikings are really interesting because you look at the Vikings and they're they're capable of winning any game. They're also capable of losing any game. Any any game you think you think think of suppose for this team you're looking at the browns and the vikings and they're both set up in very similar ways both on offense they look to dominate on the ground and that to set up the pass and that's because i mean you're, you're talking about kevin stefanski has the minnesota Lynx. you now have clint kubiak running the kubiak system um and in fairness kirk cousins has been very good uh, he, if Kirk Cousins was at um, the, the Browns, the, the Browns could well be sitting at, at 3-0 because Cousins has been playing very, very well this um, this year. And Clint Kubiak and Minnesota offense got praise from Mike Zimmer last week, um, which, uh, you know, is uh, yeah. a very, very rare occurrence. Uh, usually the crankiest man in the league. Um, I don't know if anyone saw the video of Miles Garrett during the week where he appeared to be like Neo from the Matrix and just he just appeared, re, the bears line went left he went right and he just magically transported himself he seems to be unblockable 5.5 sacks, four and a half um, last week. He's going to look to, to add to that. Um, and for for the Vikes, they, they have allowed teams get to, to Cousins. Um, I can see ways, again, both of these teams can win it. I just think the Browns are stronger um, defensively, and that's what will carry them, carry them. And while Mike Zimmer was all sunshine and rainbows, he will be back to his cranky self, and he'll be throwing people under the bus because it will never be his fault that the Vikings lost.
2: This Vikings team should be really 3-0. You know, hmm. They let one slip in the Bengals. They definitely let a slip in Arizona with the missed field goal to win the game at the end rebounded well last week against a really efficient Seattle team. And core Cousins, you, t- you touched on it there. For all his inconsistent play over the past few years, this season, three games, plus 400 in each game, 24 touchdowns thrown, only one of three teams that have done that. He's thrown eight touchdowns, um, no interceptions. His, his passer completion rate is off the charts. But, yeah, they're one and two, and you still can't, with all the love, put your money on the Vikings because you just can't trust them. And we've touched on the difficult situation they've had in the off-season with a number of the quarterbacks not getting vaccinated and I still feel that will ultimately cost the head coach's job in the end. The Browns are a more stable team. They've got two really efficient running backs in Chubb and Hunt. You know, they're Between the two of them we saw last year they were getting over 100 plus yards in games and they've got players such as Hooper and players last week were out. Andrews out last week. Odell Beckham came back, had some really good plays albeit against arguably a poor Bears team. But for me, the Browns, at start of the season where a team we all felt that could be, you know, on the crest of the wave in terms of potentially going to the championship game. I see a high scoring game. I think the Browns just win this one. Just about. Marcus.
3: Yeah, Kirk Cousins has 75% completion oh. percentage. It's oh, not off the charts. It's still in the charts. Don't Com- get me wrong. Compared to previous years, yeah. It's yeah, off the yeah. And well, ah. the, the bigger thing is the zero inceptions, in fairness, because that's the <laughs> biggest difference for him. He's not making the stupid mistakes. We talk about it about the Vikings all the time. He's got Alvin Cook he's got Justin Jefferson the best rookie from last year he's got Adam Thielen like the weapons are all there and the other week obviously they stepped up and they performed and you kind of go oh that you know I think some people picked the Vikings last week was it me oh it was me and, and Michael in fairness but um we know they've got that potential in them whereas in contrast the Browns like so far they're not messing it up we always kind of worry about the Browns like because they're so favored what are they going to do wrong you can't count last week Sorry again, Bears fans, but like four and a half sacks against that offensive line probably equates to one sack in real life. Um, because, um, you know, most of it's because they're just inept on the offensive line. But Miles Garrett is a beast when he gets going. But that Browns defense hasn't performed nothing against the Bears the way you would like or expect. Certainly, you know, the second half against the Chiefs game and everything. They fell off a cliff. They didn't stop the plays when you need them. They need to be there because you can't rely on Baker. You still can't rely on Baker, and here's the challenge. But I'll give you one of the, the weird X factors for me. In the very first game of the season, I said, actually, hey, Browns-Chiefs game, the difference might be the kickers. Harrison Butker, best field goal percentage, only behind Justin Tucker, and Chase McLaughlin, like journeyman, hasn't done anything. Yeah, Chase McLaughlin hasn't missed a kick this season already, and as we've already talked about, the Vikings have missed a very important kick. Um, It's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a field goal. And I think Chase McLaughlin continues to prove me wrong and stays perfect. And the Browns win it by a field goal.
0: The Vikings could have very easily felt sorry for themselves last Sunday going up against Seattle and lost the game. They didn't. Kirk Cousins balled out. Dalvin Cook was unbelievable last week, boys. But I think the reality is this. This is it. They have no excuses now. Mike Zimmer's got no excuses when you've got Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Feline, who him and Cooper Cup are like, I think, the two, one out of, or sorry, two out of the three top wide receivers in the NFC for a start in terms of stats. There are no excuses when you've got a guy like Justin Jefferson as well. They found a way to win against Seattle last week. They have to try and find a win uh, today against the Browns. But it's not as if you're going against an average opponent in the Browns when Baker Mayfield has, uh, well, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell had a good start to the season last week in his first game. I think this game will be tight, but I think the Vikings will edge it very slightly and i'm going to take the vikings to go two and two i think the vikings as i said in your gaff brian five weeks ago that i think the vikings would would challenge for the division or win the division and i was very disappointed to see where they were after the second week this is it now it's make or break time get to two and two and start again and and hope that Aaron can uh, maybe mess up in green bay uh let's very quickly jump on to the next game big game uh for the new york giants owen flea going up against the new orleans saints um, in the caesar superdome uh,
1: big game for the saints can they go flame one um so i like to make notes during the week uh on each of the games thoughts get some of the stats don't know if matthew if you can get that uh, my notes on the the giants and the saints game uh, i have the the giants are the best zero three team um, which again it isn't particularly difficult and the Saints are Jekyll and Hyde because what like the Giants haven't Daniel Jones has been fine Saquon is finding his way back they haven't been terrible on defense I mean they've been good until they haven't like there are moments in games where they do well until it all kind of falls apart they couldn't get to Teddy Bridgewater they, were, they had, their, they had their, their chances and it just didn't happen for them um and the the Saints have put a beat down on the Packers, they put a beat down on the Patriots. Um Jameis might be the most you know unintentionally hilarious man in the league in terms of his interviews. Um you never know what you're gonna get in the interviews, you never know what you're gonna get on the field. Um but Alvin Kamara kind of um rebounded last week, and the fact um, that the, the Saints are back at home. You can imagine what the crowd is is going to be like there. Unfortunately for Brian's Giants, I I think they go to to zero and four. I mean, we we talked about it with, with Michael Lombardi. The Giants kind of probably need root and branch reform, but what they need is a way that they can navigate the next fourteen weeks. Because right now, while nothing is like horrific on the field, nothing there's nothing that you can point to that's saying you know, that's who's going to carry you through a game. Um, and th- that would be the, the concern I would have. So, yeah, to me, the, the Saints are, are looking at this, and they go 3-1. and one.
2: They're good until the important part of the game, which is the fourth quarter. They're in the games, they hit the fourth quarter, and then it c- tends to go away. They're finding ways to lose games as opposed to win games. And that's kind of reflecting back in last year as well. There was a n- number of games last year where the Giants had great opportunities to win. They were up by 12 points in Philadelphia. So sure they, they intercepted Washington in the red zone last week and still found a way to lose the game. They just can't seem to get over the line. And if they do get over the line, potentially I think there's other wins there, but it's not going to get any easier. Next week is Dallas. The week after that is the Rams. There's an argument they will be 0-6. Um, you look at the offense, which has played reasonably well, even the, albeit they only scored 14 points against the defense last week, that had given up 40 points the previous two weeks. But Slayton, who's a really efficient uh, wide receiver, is out shepherd who's arguably in our best wide receiver so far is out saquon barkley is slowly getting better but gets to a stage where he has to be the running back that we expect him to be and not this five or six week lead in time to be really efficient because we need him to start playing now the first round they've passed the they passed the offensive line in the draft which is a key concern to bring in a wide receiver that we haven't seen for the first three weeks and we keep hearing the old the old saying oh he's first year we need to bet him in but the NFL doesn't work like that anymore, and you see more wide receivers hitting the ground, hitting the ground uh, running. Waddle, Miami, straight away, chase for the Bengals, didn't do a lot. And Thursday night, up the other previous weeks, really efficient. I can't see why he's not getting more of the ball. And then I look at the Saints defensively. We touched on it at the start of the season. Could his offense really play well? And we felt that Drew Brees, to a certain extent, had held him back last year because it looked like he was falling off the cliff in terms of his arm and getting the ball deep down the field. Winston has become a really good, efficient game manager so far. He's not shown the interceptions that we're used to seeing. Defensively, sixth in the league ranked at the moment after only three weeks. And last season, this defense was really strong. They're going back into the dome. It's only going to end one way and fourth for the Giants. So you can see the Giants again playing reasonably good football,
3: hanging around, hit the fourth quarter. Teams will go and miss, and the Saints will win. Um, we're here in the technology cafe surrounded by all this great gear from trust our sponsors and it's important to realize not always not always is something new good so new coke for example terrible mistake should never have done it new york giants new Orleans saints not good either of them column says the saints are jekyll and hyde they're not jekyll and hyde james winston is jekyll and hyde james winston is the very epitome of jekyll and hyde like robert louis stevenson might have even written the book about james winston brian said he hasn't made bad inceptions look at week two He was appalling again. He threw a shovel pass into a defensive lineman's hands. Um, Jameis Winston is going to go like this all season, like he did with the Bucs, like he's done all his career. Good week, bad week, good week, bad week. It's week four. It's time for a bad week. And Daniel Jones last week, probably with his most efficient game as a uh,
1: giant, has
3: had 10 (laughs) days to repair. (laughs) The New York Giants are going to break their duck. They're going to win this weekend.
1: Um, who who did Jameis have a good week against last oh, week? He had a
3: really good week against the Patriots, and, Colin. And yes, who's, the, who's
1: the Patriots head coach? Uh, Bill Belichick. Who, who generally re- schemes really well against quarterbacks, right? The New York Giants mm. are going to win this weekend. For
0: anybody watching the show last week, Mark described Mac Jones as a second coming, basically, for, for, yeah, for the Patriots. I don't think so. No, but we'll get joking. to Mac I'm Jones later.
2: I'm, Jones I, I'm excited by his pick, but the reality is he picked the Giants last week and we lost, so I'm not going to get too carried away. <laughs> I, I, mean,
3: will, I will say Mac Jones is the best Jones quarterback in the NFL. That's one I wouldn't thing. go that
0: far. I think, as somebody that has visual issues myself, wears contact lenses, I know, I know Jameis has had a hard off season. I, I think Jameis will win this game today, and I think he'll play well. I think he'll play better than last week. And what happened last week? How many points did the States put up last week? 28 in New England. They're going to be playing at home this week. They've been away for a few weeks. With everything that's happened, they've had a hard few weeks. And I think they'll be happy to be at home. Uh, I think Alvin Kamar will come into the game even more this week. And I can see Taysom Hill getting more opportunities he had a touchdown last week a rush touchdown and I think the Saints will win this game comfortably the Giants will fall to 0-4 and, and hearing what Brian said about their schedule coming up I think it's time to listen to trade offers I think it's time to listen to trade offers for Saquon Barkley I think it's time to, to start to, to reboot and to start again if they go 0-4 because at that point it's important to do that for the future let's talk about that on Monday night yeah because we haven't got a lot of time in that sense Titans 2-1 at the 0-3 London bound next week New York Jets or New Jersey Jets column, who have you got winning this game today?
1: Well, the good news for the Giants is that they're, they're, uh, they're not the, the worst New York team, um, because there's not even a competition for that. The Jets haven't scored a touchdown since week <laughs> one. Um, there are 12-year-olds who now have careers in mocking the Jets, OK? Um, that, that kid has been picked up, has been on networks in America, um, just because he can point out how horrific they are on offense. Um, the, the Titans are in a strange situation because they're, they're two and one, uh, but they haven't played particularly well. It's purely been on kind of individual brilliance. It's, it's a bit like Manchester United at the moment. They they're so reliant on the individual players rather than the, the team or the system um, doing particularly well. The bad news for the Jets is that they are, they're, they're a bad team. And even without potentially Julio Jones, even without AJ Brown, just hand the ball to Derrick Henry 30 times and he will he will do enough to to beat the the Jets um, i mean look the, the Jets will probably uh, as is their way find a way to win some games this year and do themselves out of the the number one pick because well, as long as Urban is, is in uh, Jacksonville. Um, but they, I don't think they're going to um, do a number on the, the Titans. I think that the Titans are, are moving on with a win, and the Jets are 0-4. And New York doesn't have a single solitary victory uh, through the first four weeks of this NFL season.
2: I was looking for a glimmer of hope for the Jets and how they could potentially win this game, and I saw during the week that Brown and Jones are both uh, expected to be out of the game, so they don't really have any wide receivers. Then I looked at who's, in terms of who's picking up the most receptions thereafter. Oh, it's Derek Henry, um, who now has the overall record of the league with Kamara in second in the Saints. So not only now is he becoming a really efficient r- running back in terms of handing the ball off, he's also really good with the pass catches. He's 353 yards in rushing already this season. The Jets have given up five touchdowns this season to running backs. It just doesn't look good for the Jets, unfortunately. And then I, I said, you know what? Maybe we could find some stat that will lead to a Jets win. They were shut out last week against the Broncos, so I looked to see every time within, the, within their franchise history when they've been shut out, how they got on the following week, they've lost every single game. They're going to lose this game again. It's the Titans for me, and they're out on to 3-1. Yeah, in, in
3: 1994, uh, Fox entered the NFL. They were a bit outbid, massively outbid um, CBS at the time and knocked them out taking over network running of the nfc at the time and at that time they brought in a number of technological inv- advancements in how they broadcast the game uh, one of which was actually the depiction of the score the down and the time at all times in the broadcast like unbelievable until 994 this wasn't done and if you ever want just a random YouTube clip, go back and watch John Madden and Pat Summerall on John Madden explain this like it's the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's actually quite funny in relation to it. Now, Michael's sitting on the other end of this table wondering where the hell is he going with this and can he get on with the talking about the game? But the reality is I'd rather talk about that than I would the Jets because they're pretty pathetic, to be honest with you. Tennessee Titans don't need to start Derek Henry. They could start Derek Carr at running back in this game and they'll still win the game titans will walk it let's move on
0: yeah like look if you're playing esports ES madden 22 or FIFA 22 and you're beating somebody well and your opponent leaves the match this is the equivalent of it the titans are going to win i'm not going to waste time talking about it uh i'm going to move on last game before we get some questions from, from the audience hopefully i'm looking forward to this to your reaction uh, the chiefs the one and two fourth place in the afc west kansas city chiefs who were in the super bowl eight months ago colin What's your thoughts on this game going up against the Philadelphia Eagles?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you gave them their official title. Good the fourth-placed yeah. fourth Chiefs. Um, going to savor that one as a, as a Broncos fan. Um, going going uh, to uh, Philadelphia, um, <laughs> the Eagles started the season really well. I do think they'll be really entertaining, but wow, was Monday night a train wreck. Um, they ran the ball five times. <laughs> five times Jalen Hurts dropped back 48 times Jalen Hurts um, that that is you know up there last week uh, I talked about how Jared Goff um, had the most rushing yards for the Lions Jalen Hurts dropped back 48 times uh, you 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 wonder like head coaches get paid millions and you they make decisions like that you have to utilize the the run if you're the the Eagles um, the, the the Chiefs are, haven't, haven't played well, like six turnovers to three games, 15 turnovers in total last year. Um, look, they've given up 12 touchdowns um, in 13 trips to the, the red zone uh, by their opponents. So defensively, they're not doing well. But this game is in Philadelphia. Um, Andy Reid um, ended up in hospital la- last week. Fortunately, he is, he's okay. But if the Chiefs needed ex- any extra motivation, that was it. Um, the Chiefs are going to... Um, the Eagles have only given up one play over 20 yards. Um, but now they face Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I think the Chiefs put on a show um, and they put up serious numbers on this Eagles uh, team. I think the, the Chiefs are winning this. For Andy Reid, um, they have uh, issues that need to be addressed, but the Eagles aren't good enough to take um, advantage of it, and the Chiefs will be back at five hundred at the end of this game.
2: I know you, too, <coughs> Broncos fans are quite giddy by the fact that they're in bottom place. The nope. last time they were in bottom place was week five in 2015, and then they won ten games in a row, and they're more than capable of winning ten games in a row because the team they have potentially is still good enough to go back to the Super Bowl. The Eagles, yeah, they got off to a fast start in week one against, we still believe, an average Falcons team. Their own game can be quite efficient. It's averaging around 129 yards. The Chiefs' defense is a big concern. They've given up an average of 31 points per game, 123 yards on the ground. But on my column, I just can't see how the Chiefs don't rebound. There's too many weapons. I can't see, even if it comes down to a ding-dong in terms of back and forth, realistically, can we see the Eagles living with them, putting up
3: 30-odd points? Can't, Can't see it for me. Chiefs to win. Yeah, Colom said the Eagles haven't allowed one catch over 20 yards. That's kind of handy because Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball more than 15 yards accurately. He has no kind of concept of a downfield passing game, and that is a serious indictment on where he and that franchise will go uh, longer term. Um, look, when I think of this game, um, something springs to mind is Isaac Asimov uh, writing about the Ghost in the Machine and the concept of artificial intelligence and the idea of it. And both these themes in recent times. Like, think back reasonably recently in the Eagles past. We had the Chip Kelly era. Oh, this is going to revolutionize the, the uh, NFL. This is going to be the new coming. And then they win the Super Bowl. And it's like Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. This is the future. We've got this all figured out. There's a little bit maybe to be said for the Kansas City Chiefs and all of this excitement and this razzle-dazzle starting to be, well, maybe that isn't the future and the AI are the future again. Like, Patrick Mahomes throwing inception last week with one of his no-look passes. You know what, Patrick, which really helps? Looking where you're supposed to throw the ball. That's generally been known to help to throw it to the right person. And yes, the receiver dropped the ball and it was more on the receiver than him. But still, um, we, it's, it's rare we get to take a couple of shots at the Chiefs. They will be fine by the end of the season. They will be in the playoffs one way or the other maybe they won't win the division because the Chargers have a good shout in that regard um definitely not the Broncos guys definitely not but um the Chiefs will be okay they'll get there and they'll start getting the show back on the road by winning this weekend
0: this is an intriguing game and I'm going to say this because I don't want anybody to start talking back to me here because we want to get some questions in a second I think Mahomes performance last week raised the questions Uh, I'm sure he'll come back this week and play great but there was a few times last week when it was almost like hitting and hoping and you know he maybe wasn't looking where he should have and i'm sure i think he's actually come out and said that himself so it's one of those situations where this happened in february as well uh, granted he didn't have as much protection in february but this defense is nowhere near where it needs to be to win this division it's not over the course of a 17-game season as it stands at the minute it's not
3: it's not enough to win a super bowl but win the division to be okay i mean i did hear chiefs fans wondering like jesus we're worried about patch Mahomes. should we trade him for drew lock or teddy bridgewater but you know that's uh it's another fine. matter here look
0: <laughs> Keep it coming. Uh, I think, honestly, if the Chiefs were going up against the Cowboys or somebody else close enough just at that next level than the Eagles, they would have more trouble. I can see the Chiefs winning this game by 7, by seven to 10 points. I, I honestly can't. I think the Eagles will come out and have a strong start and the Chiefs will claw it back. But I think the performance today of Patrick Mahomes is going to be intriguing because will Mahomes silence that, that talk? Like we seen Belfast last week when the Chargers won that game. That was incredible whenever the Chargers were not given that bar. And the
2: Chargers fans celebrating.
0: The Chargers fans celebrating mm. and obviously Colum was celebrating as well. And <laughs> don't
2: don't delight. I thought it was
0: at a Club Don't write the Eagles off yet.
2: Just I think what we're seeing yeah. from the Eagles since they had that great week one is they've come back to mm. majority of people's expectations for the season. Played well against the 49ers. went in on Monday night in the NFC East division divisional game which is normally quite close over the years and they got they got tanked
0: any team going from the mid to the west coast going over to the east coast might have a difficult game the chiefs have conceded a lot of points in all three games this season do not be surprised if they find it hard against the eagles they'll win the game but just i really want to say the eagles but i can't so i'm going to pick the chiefs Uh, okay we'll be back in a couple of minutes with people's questions from the crowd here in navan stick with us here on the irish nfl show Welcome back into the Irish NFL show presented by Trust Gaming here at the Technology Cafe in Navin in County Meath. Delighted to be here. Great, really appreciate the support from people that have turned out tonight. A few people want to ask a couple of questions. If you want to come up, take the microphone, tell us maybe who you are, where you're from and feel free to give us any questions you want. NFL related or maybe Toronto, Ireland related. Brian, no? No, okay. No. right. I've got no response either, so all good. Feel free to come up, boys, if you have any questions. And we will try and answer
1: them. Hi, lads. Yeah, Gareth from Dublin here. A big Bears fan, but we'll, we'll leave that aside for a minute. Um, just want to know the Cowboys the first four weeks, are they, there, are they for real this year? Um,
0: can I go first? Yeah. I don't think it matters I, at the minute because of, of the division that they're in. I think, I, I had actually originally thought Washington would be up there, but I think the Cowboys will, will win the NFCs comfortably at this point. I genuinely I think. I mean, do you think they're for real in terms of after that for the Super Bowl? Or?
1: Oh, um, in that division, the Super Bowl might be a big ask. But I, I think that the league has gone increasingly towards um, offense. And they put up serious points. On defense, it's, it's more, it feels like when you look at the way the defenses that are probably strongest, um, Staley and Fangio is the way that the league seems to have gone on defense, and it's about disguising, it's about not letting them know what's coming, which is why the 49ers last week not disguising anything that they were doing on defense was very strange. But the Cowboys score a lot of points, they have a lot of weapons. I think, to me, the fact that, we, as we talked about, the willingness to say, okay, it's not, you know, Zeke isn't what he was, and he can be more effective if we use him sparingly, um, will benefit them. So, yeah, I think, they, I think they're certainly, um, as Michael said, I think they will win their division. I think they'll cause problems in the playoffs. How deep they go, you know, is, uh, we'll, we'll see. But once you're at the dance, you're in with a shot. So, yeah, in comparison to what I thought before the season, they have surprised me.
2: We were fortunate to interview John Rashford from The Athletic, who covers the Dallas Cowboys in the off-season. And he said, this team needs to make a serious push in the playoffs. Mike McCarthy was brought in That you know, last year in terms of the head coach. He wasn't brought in for a four-to-five-year plan to get the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. It was very much a win-now situation for Jerry Jones. This team needs to be going to the playoffs. I think the guys are right. The way the division looks at a very early stage, the is- inconsistencies of Washington, Giants and, and Eagles aren't going to challenge. I think they will win the division. Will they make a serious run in the playoffs? Potentially, potentially, but it all depends on where the structure of the playoffs is. Do they get a home game in the playoffs? They will if they win the division, but where do they go after that? If they're going to the Rams or Bucks, who after last week's game looked like they would be the number one in two seats, difficult to see how they would beat them. But who would have thought the Bucks, having lost to the Chiefs in November last year, would go on the run? They did, so for this Cowboys team, if they get hot at the right time, they've got the offense to go against any team. We saw it in week one, even against the Bucks. They potentially could have won that game.
3: We mentioned the Cowboys, and you didn't mention Jane Slater, Brian. I mean, you must be slipping. But um, uh, <laughs> Jane Slater did actually fill us in on some of the uh, comings and goings during that team last season and some of the bizarre nature that was going on. They seem more gelled as a team. And to echo what the guys are saying, if you say, are they for real? On offense, yes. On defense, meh, yeah, not so sure. But I'll give you two words why they aren't the real deal and they can't go all the way. And those two words very simply are Mike McCarthy. Um, he will hold them back more than anything else. Um, but they're going to be exciting to watch this year. Uh, I think there's no doubt about that. Uh, and uh, good luck to them. And it's always good for the league when the Cowboys are involved in big
1: games because they bring the money home. One, one thing that's interesting, though, is they have, because there was a lot of doubts about them, the fact that Jerry indicated that uh, he'd bring Jimmy Johnson into their ring of fame, maybe that maybe that lifted the curse but he's got to do it I think before the playoffs if they're to have any sort of decent run in the playoffs so
0: like Mayo sort of
1: curse. yeah could a be a like Mayo that. type situation any yeah. other questions or any
0: or Mayo, a- or any, or Mayo a- assorted they were having ah the your sh- man passed away last week yeah. I've seen that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean obviously called rest
1: Mayo <laughs> assorted
3: that's not exactly <laughs> <laughs> the expression
0: I the, about, I hey about. the
1: guy who made the Ray Rice comment early on doesn't get to have a go at anyone <laughs> for that <laughs>
0: Any other questions, folks? Are we all okay? All right. yeah, go for
1: no. it. Happy days. If you were a betting man, who would your underdog or best bet of the week be for the underdogs? Love it. Yeah. Love
0: it. Broncos to beat the Ravens. They're at home. They're up 3-0. The crowd are behind them. The Ravens came off a very bad week last week. I'm biased, but even taking myself aside from it, Bridgewater should get them over the line.
1: Spoiler alert for the next segment in the show. Uh, if, if I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck. <laughs> so I'm going to defer to Brian O'Leary <laughs> on this one. Underdog of the week. Patriots. Oh, come on.
0: <laughs> come on. <laughs> Even I'm laughing at that. What the hell are you no. talking about? No. No. Move, move Bill Belichick
3: <laughs> has a way of winning games. We'll be remorse. back next week <laughs> <laughs> <on> <laughs> um, Okay, so i got to
2: ask. And because I know Michael has to edit it, and there's not more for Michael when he has to put one pick in of one tip. Um yeah. Can
3: I just ask, Lions underdogs? Six and a half points, Patriots? Uh, No, the Lions underdogs. Oh, by three points, come on. Then I'll take the Lions or the the Giants. The Giants are are eight points. Lions or the Giants for me. Lions because, again, I feel like a bad saying this because they're going against the Bears and I don't trust the Bears more than anything. I'm looking around. I might not get out alive, but I would just say (laughs) that (laughs) out
1: there. Mark is about as accurate at me at predicting games, so take that uh, as you will. Listen to Brian.
0: Mm. Any Mm. other questions lads I'm happy, yeah. very happy. happy enough happy to well, well, so you're you're, do, do you want to do it in the mic yeah really. no okay <laughs> uh, i'll i'll try it if you want it so emmett's asking about justin fields so how long do you think he'll last or well, his well, how so how will it pan out for justin fields and how long will Nagy last i think Nagy will see out do you know what? If it was any other franchise, I'd say Nagy would see out 17 weeks. I don't know, to be honest with you. Do I think he gets past Thanksgiving? In Chicago, probably not. Let's see what happens this week against the Lions. Like you're picking the Lions to beat the Bears this week. So that's if Nagy loses that, like, you know, there there will be talk. But the whole field situation is weird, isn't it?
1: I I I think Nagy's an awful head coach. I just I have no time for him. I think the way he goes about his business makes no sense. I think how he handled the um, the Dalton and Fields situation was silly. I think if he wanted Dalton to be number one, he, he should have just said, I'm, I'm going with Andy because of his experience and we're gonna sit just, I'm going with Andy because I made him a promise that he'd start it. like, I mean, what does that say to the dressing room? I think um, when you look at the way in which they handled Trebitsky, there was no plan. Um, so I'd worry for Fields, the longer Nagy is there, the worst things will be. Um, I think for me, right, with young QBs, I think you've got to live with the growing pains. I think there are very few, um, and Michael and I probably disagree on that, in that Michael, I think, thinks you should sit young QBs. I think you start them and you live with the growing pains and you see what happens. Um, Because even Peyton Manning had a disaster in that first, um, you know, first season um, through a lot of um, touchdowns, but through a whole host of interceptions. So I think Fields, if he can get a, the right coach in, will be fine. Um, but I I would say Nagy, he's already overstayed his welcome. But I think that um, Ryan Pace is tied to Nagy, and I think Ryan Pace is going to hang on to Nagy um, it, for for too long, um, and. I would say if I was if I was the Bears, I'd move Nagy on. Uh, but yeah, I, he might. I don't. I certainly don't think it, he makes it past Thanksgiving.
2: Uh, Michael Lombardi made a very good point on Thursday night that they're trying to utilise Fields in an in a Andy Dalton offense, and that's not really the way it should be done. He should be gearing the team towards the skill set of what he's got in this rookie quarterback. He's literally it's a plug and play situation. That's not going to work. I do think Nagy will be there for the season because I do think Bears will win enough games. To justify the season, to him being there, well, they won't make the playoffs, but enough for him to be there till the end of the season. But to meet, when the when the season ends, he's gone. I know last season, in the off season, a lot of Bears fans were disgruntled, but the fact that the GM was still there—if he goes, inevitably the GM goes, and they blow it up, feels I think he would have a really good career to, at the Bears, but ultimately they need to make sure they get the right head coach. And the narrative is that you need to get an offensively minded head coach to get the best out of him. But wasn't wasn't Nagy brought in because he'd worked with Mahomes, and they all felt. He was the right guy. I think it doesn't really matter what quarterback you have. If the coach isn't willing to change the structure, even last season, he handed over the playbook and then took it back again. So the inconsistency is
3: there, and it will remain in place until inevitably he loses his job. Uh, I I think Justin Fields is an amazing athlete. He's an unbelievable athlete. But the reality is you've got to remember the college system he's coming from in Ohio State there. Um, You look at Justin Herbert, you look at Joe Burrow, you look at Trevor Lawrence, and you look at the systems they played in in college it made them more NFL-ready. Like, the ability and the, the requirements go through progressions, the style in which they're playing, um, inevitably set them better up for success. And I think, honestly, Justin Fields needs time. He needs time to be coached. He needs time to learn the game. I mean, the guys rightly allude to, like, Peyton Manning's first season, 1-15 and 15 with the Colts. But the arm strength, the capability was there. I think we're going to see that, and we've seen that a bit already with Trevor Lawrence. He can make the progressions. He can make the right reads. And he can make any throw you like. Justin Fields, for me, is a true talent that can work both ways, but they should be resting and sitting him. And the ridiculous – we didn't touch on it. The ridiculous situation of Matt Nagy this week saying, any one of my three quarterbacks might start this week. Any one of the three, Andy Dole, Nick Foles, or Justin Fields. It's kind of like, what are you doing? Um, But again, he is so intrinsically linked to the other two four-letter words in Chicago being Ryan Pace. And for me, they've got to do what the Texans did last year – and before the end of the year, before the year turns 22, they fire the two of them and they completely clean house. Um, dramatic, yes. Could that hold back Justin Fields' development with new head coaches, new offensive coordinators? Yes. But really, Bears fans, I think you've seen enough of what they bring to the party and they need something else.
0: OK. Uh, we have got four or five more games to look over, so thanks to one of your questions. If you want to ask us a question at the end, feel free to chat to us. I mean... These boys will be here all night as well, so it should be a good laugh. No, uh, we've got a few more games to look at, so right after the break, we will look at the nine o'clock late games, look at Sunday Night Football, and also look ahead to our bets of the week on the Irish NFL Show. Welcome back into the Irish NFL Show. We're gonna look ahead now to the latest little games here at the Technology Cafe, deep in the heart of Navin Town. Delighted to be here, thank you very much again to Technology Cafe for the opportunity and our partners for Trust for helping us get this venue this week. Uh, Cardinals 3 against the Rams 3 Nice game, column. Two good teams, both 3 will probably be there at the end of the season. Who gets this win? This game is at SoFi Stadium
1: yeah i mean you were talking earlier about the the vikings browns being game of the week this could be game of the week um, other than the sunday night game but uh two teams averaging more than 30 points uh per game um this season both playing really well um the the issue for i suppose the cardinals is that the rams have tended to have their number i think the rams have won eight straight against Mm. the cards Um, I was watching the PFF podcast earlier this week and uh, Sam Monson talked about the John Randall ad. Um, I don't know if anyone has seen it. John, John Randall did an ad back in '98, where he may, had a, a chicken dressed in a Brett Favre jersey when Brett Favre was playing for the Packers, and he was uh, chasing the the chicken to practice for um, you know the fact that Favre could at that point scramble. Um, and they were imagining Aaron Donald doing very something similar with Kyler Murray. Um, the pro- Murray has not been good against uh, the Rams up to now. He's really struggled. Um, He hasn't thrown for more than 200 yards against the the Rams. They've really reduced his ability to um, get out of the pocket and make plays, which he is so good at. All that said, things have to come to an end at some point. I think the Rams, having expended so much to kind of overcome the Bucks, um and kind of be number one and be seen that way. I think the Cards w- win this early in, in the season. I still think the Rams are uh, go- probably going to win the, the division, but I actually can see the Cards winning this one. We
2: spoke on last week's show about <clears throat> the challenge that the Rams had going up against the football champions Bucks and to put a marker down at that stage of the season, potentially around getting the number one seed in the playoffs. And this is another game in many ways. It's a, an opportunity to put a marker down on the division. The 49ers have lost to the Packers last week. The Seahawks are a bit up and down at the moment. They've lost already two games. And this is two 3-0 teams. And the Rams right now are the only team standing at 3-0 that were actually in the playoffs last year. And I know that your, you, your selection Michael, to go to the Super Bowl. And having watched them the first three weeks, you can, you can, know, they're a legitimate team. You can see why defensively, uh, We've gone 16 games in a row now where they haven't given up over 30 points, and the Cards so far this season have scored over 30 points in every game. Strange enough, that, uh, Hopkins, who last year was their most efficient wide receiver, haven't come in for the Texans. He hasn't caught more than five p- balls so far in each game. So they're spreading it around in offense. They're clicking. Murray looks really good and efficient. But for me, the Rams are a serious contender where I still think the Cards haven't had a good start to the season, I'm going to fall short in this game. I think the Rams will win, go on to 4-0. And I think gradually we'll see the cars drop back to the wildcard places that we expect them to be in the running for.
3: So we're in the technology cafe. There's loads of great gaming gear around. So I'm going to give you a gaming analogy. This is Skyrim versus Mike Tyson's knockout. Right, And it's Skyrim because open-world RPG. Kyler Murray could do anything you like. He's going to roam wherever he wants to go. And this season, he has kicked off with a bang. He is one of the most dynamic talents in the entire NFL, and he is so exciting to watch. And as Brian always says on his bets uh, and planning, he's almost guaranteed to run in for a touchdown at some point during the game. Um, But he's going against Tyson at his peak with a knockout punch, whether on offense or defense. They've always had it on defense there. Again, we talk about Aaron Donald, possibly the best player in the NFL full stop. But the rest of that defense is pretty impressive as well. But now they have those knockout punches on offense as well. Uh, Matthew Stafford is delivering. Will people adjust? Will coaches adjust? Of course they will. But uh, so far, Sean McVay has what he wanted. The trade is paying dividends. And for me... The Rams will put the Cardinals, who should be two and one, let's not forget, poor Greg Joseph and the Vikings, they'll put them in their place and go to 4-0. and
0: zero. The Cardinals have been great so far this season. I've been really impressed with the Cardinals. I love how they're spreading the ball. about. I know DeAndre Hopkins hasn't had as many carries as he wanted to this year, but seeing a guy like A.J. Green, who I think deserves to have a shot at winning the, at winning the ring at some point in his career, get, picks, uh, sorry, get uh, the chances in that team is really intriguing. But I've really been impressed with Kyler Murray. He looks... Like, he literally went at the end of last season and just improved and improved and improved. He is probably the most improved player, in my opinion, in the league so far this season. That being said, though, uh, the Rams have got their man in Matthew Stafford. How good did they look last week against Tampa Bay? I think the Rams will win this game based on that. I think they look incredible, boys, honestly. And for them to go out and score 34 points against Tampa Bay, albeit they have a few injuries out at the minute and they've, got, they've picked up Richard Sherman during the week. I think Stafford, Cup. Woods I think that combination never mind even talking about Darrell Henderson or the defensive side of the ball means the Rams will win this could be a shootout could be a really high scoring game but I think the Rams will score upwards of 30 or 40 points and win this game comfortably today.
3: M- Michael we've Com- talked about the concerns of the Rams r- Rams running the ball last week against the Bucks. do you know who the biggest rusher for the Bucks was who Tom Brady that's not really a good sign whereas Henderson uh, Sonny Michelle, who they got in the trade with the Pats, obviously started to show some signs. So that's the biggest worry we had of holding them back, but more than enough last week on top of that amazing wide receiver call. Absolutely. Can um, I just say yeah.
1: that I think Christian Kirk against Jalen Ramsey could be one for the ages. That the, Moving Kirk to the slot has been brilliant by the cards, and that should be fascinating because that is where Ramsey tends to play. So that's one to keep an eye on. That
0: game's on Sky Sports tonight as well. Looking forward to watching that. I think it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. So that's an NFC West matchup. We have another NFC West matchup tonight. Seahawks going to the 49ers, both teams 2 and 1. 49ers miss out against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. The 49ers obviously missed out, but the Seahawks as well, I'll call them, lose in Minnesota last week. A big game for both teams, especially when the other two teams are playing each other.
1: Yeah, before um, this, uh, we started recording, uh, Mark asked Matthew, which camera you look when you want to make a point? And I said, oh, is that like if I'm gonna rant? And Mark said, when you rant? So yeah, I'm gonna rant because the 49ers lost that game last week because Kyle Shanahan cannot stop wanting to be the smartest man in the room. He wants, he always wants to do it. And last week, or two weeks ago, the Jared Goff ran all over the Packers. Gerard Goff ran all over the Packers and what did Kyle Shanahan do did he did he use Trey Lance who he gave up the farm for to run all over them no he didn't didn't bother doing it and he ended up costing his team I think Um, I don't trust Jimmy G Um, he has moments in, in games but I don't think he'll ever win it for you I don't understand why they're not using Lance more um shanahan is is incredibly talented but he's got to get over this need um to to want to win it on his terms um he just that is his biggest flaw i feel but for the seahawks who just gave up so much to the vikings you're facing a very similar um offense and um this the seahawks on defense have really struggled i saw jamal adams has 15 um he's blitzed 15 times um or rushed the passer but he's not a single pressure um which is a huge drop off um no russell wilson has never lost three consecutive games for the seahawks but uh i think that that um changes for them i do think the 49ers will win it although it is a, a tough one to call but um I I think that uh, hopefully, maybe, he's learned some lessons, uh, Kyle, um, and that they will do enough. I think the Seahawks have real issues defensively and real issues uh, falling off a cliff in the second half of games.
2: We're seeing the Seahawks' defense raising its ugly
1: head that we saw
2: last year. The first eight games last year, they were the worst defense in the league. The second part of the season, the next eight games, they were the best, strangely enough. They're 31st ranked in the the league at the moment defensively. it's a, You look at the games, you look at what they're giving up, it just looks exactly like the first half of last season. On last week's show, I, sh- I discussed the fact that the 49ers were missing four running backs for the game, and I, I, I picked the Packers because I felt I didn't think Jimmy G would be able to go up and down the field against Aaron Rodgers. Well, he did, and they lost by a field goal. And to Collins' point, they lost on a field goal because the head coach time and time again finds ways to lose... Lewis, Lewis big games the Super Bowl when he was at the Falcons he gave that game away to the Patriots I know the Patriots had a great comeback the game was there to be won at the end he let that one slip he let the Super Bowl slip against the Chiefs I know people want to about Jimmy Jimmy G not making that pass at the end but he had an opportunity to continue with the run game he, he got away from it and again he lost that game and similar enough last week similar situation he, he got away from what was working and they lost the game Debo Samuel they have you look at players this season Demo Samuel always seems to play well against the 49ers he's had 200 plus yard games and right now he's been arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league I'm not convinced by the Seahawks Wilson hasn't lost three in a row to Collins Point but this week he will I think the
3: 49ers will make a huge step within the division and win the game um, Alan Turing created the first modern computer. Uh, although my Bulgarian friend still claims it was okay, John the- John Atanasov created the first computer. I'd never heard of him, but he he still says it was a Bulgarian invention. Um, the problem is, though, if you look back at that original computer and see where modern computers evolved to, obviously it's a completely different world. And both of these teams and what they initially started out with their DNA have completely evolved. Where is that famed Seattle Cover Three defense? where is the the legion of boom if you like where is the that the the defense has been absent without loss for the last three years brian says uh um you know last eight weeks they were the worst defense in the nfl no they were the worst defense historically ever in the history of the nfl first through the first eight games in number of yards and and touchdowns and points they were giving up um They don't have the answers there necessarily, but now they lean on Russell Wilson. Now they let Russ cook. Now they give him Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and uh, ask him to create miracles every single week. The 49ers, they've evolved from their DNA as Shanahan started out. I mean, yes, injuries impact. Uh, Where is the curse for them? We talk about the Mayo curse. Last season, they were obliterated by injuries. This season, already four running backs down. I mean, what are they, Baltimore or something? Um, they, they just keep losing players time and time again. Um, so who has lost less and who is less evolved? I don't think either of these teams are in a position to challenge for a Super Bowl, to challenge in the playoffs anymore. They have been overtaken and outpassed and outclassed. But for me, uh, one team will rage, rage against the dying of the light. And that will be the Seattle Seahawks, who move to 3-1 and one, and still in with a hope.
0: Two you two. all heard it here, folks. 2-2, two 3-1. Two. Mark picked the Seahawks. Just remember that on Sunday night at 10 to 12 before we all go to our bet. Um, I like Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G will come back good in the second half of the season. I like him. I like what they're doing, bringing him in, having Trey Lance there as well in the up place. That's how you bring a quarterback into the league. That's just my opinion. Uh, One thing we haven't mentioned, week two, well, we haven't mentioned week two, the Seahawks conceded 33 points against uh, the Titans, 30 points last week against the Vikings. Where has that defence went from the days I used to be scared watching them in red zone when my team wasn't even playing them to now? But one massive factor in this game, Tyler Lockett. As of the time of recording, he's questionable. Even if he does play, he's not fully fit. He's been unbelievable this season, but he honestly probably needs a week off. I think the 49ers will make right what they done wrong last week against the the Packers, and I can see them getting a win, albeit by 7 to 10 points. But, yeah, I think Lockett could be potentially a huge loss. Now, watch Tyler Lockett go out and score three or four touchdowns today after I've said that. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers. Let's um, jump. Penultimate game. Well second last game before we look at the biggest game of the year for some people uh, the ravens two and one uh against the denver broncos three and zero at the uh, at mile high broncos three and zero. Oh. lamar jackson come on the time column who have you got in this one
1: yeah um so the the broncos obviously um sitting pretty uh, alongside the raiders at the the top of the the afc um west and facing uh, ravens team who have like, been involved. I mean, every single game has been absolutely bananas for the Ravens. Uh, week one, they're forty nothing up on the Raiders. Uh, they conspired to lose that game. Week two, uh, they are down double digits to the Chiefs in the fourth quarter, and they somehow win. Last, last week, 66-yard record-breaking field goal sees them beat the Lions. So, uh, expect the unexpected. They have um, Lamar Jackson who has a back injury. I'm I'm wondering if that's a, a bit of gamesmanship. I'm not sure uh how serious that is. If he isn't there, then that's a huge issue for the the Ravens because he he is just so explosive. Like we saw in the the playoff game against the Titans last year how he can put the team on his back you you make one mistake and you leave a pocket open and he is gone through it and we know he can make plays um with his uh, hands as well but the str- the strange thing is the Ravens defense which is traditionally so strong have allowed 68 percent completion rate um given up nearly uh nine yards per completion and they the so that's the the concern for the the Broncos they're going to have to bring their a game von Miller has been playing Brilliantly, if the Broncos are going to win, they're going to need him to wreck the game. Um, and I, I think it, it's possible, even if Justin Tucker is capable of kicking from the car park in Denver. Um, I, I'm going to go, I think the, the Broncos are going to surprise people. I think the Broncos are moving to, to 4-0. and We discussed in the preseason
2: around the fact that, in the season preview show, around the fact that Baltimore lost two marquee running backs and how it was going to impact on the season well right now right now they're number one rushing team in the league but large part of that comes from the quarterback who has 251 rushing yards for the season which is the most by any quarterback since 1950 outside of that you struggle to see where they're going to win the game i know hollywood brown has come up with some good plays in the game against the chiefs where they came back but they struggled last week you know, we touched on the fact how poor the Lions are, but yet they struggled last week and they only put up 19 points on them, and two or three of them were field goals. So you have to you consider where they're going to get the points from. For the Broncos, to me, it's a bit of an unknown. I can't turn around right now and say the Broncos are, are a really good side, or a really poor side, or an average side because you look at what they played: the Giants, the Jets, and the Jags. So you, you know, as you said on other shows, you look at the start of the season, and arguably you should be winning those games. And if you're not, then you're really, you're really concerned. But for for me, this is a a must-win game for the Broncos in terms of the division because I do believe the Chiefs will come back again. The Chargers look like they're going in the right direction. And let's not underrate the Raiders, who are 3-0, and I've picked to go to playoffs. So I'm just going to keep tro- rolling that one out until they lose. But for me, tight game. Ravens just, because I think Lamar Jackson will just find a way to get it done, but I don't see it as a high-scoring game. I think the Broncos will be well in the game. I just think they'll find their way late in the fourth just to get
3: over the line. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, last week we had all the makings of a classic trap game for the Ravens. So coming off that amazing win, um, they nearly did throw it away. They should have lost. Oh, still, as I say, I can't believe they didn't lose, but fair play. They made the plays they needed to at the end of the game when it mattered. Um, for me, there's a, a reference that brings a bell with me, which is um, a famous manga movie, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, And in it, uh, the the various characters, they've enhanced cybernetic abilities. They've embedded cybernetic brains and bolted on uh, uh, capabilities. (laughs) So they're effectively cyborgs. And the famous character is Major Motoko Kasangi, um, who also then gets played by Scarlett Johansson in the Hollywood remake, but that's a a different matter altogether. Um, Lamar Jackson is cybernetically enhanced. He is an undeniable freak of nature. He is unbelievable when it comes to running. Um, not so much throwing, but he is a dynamic threat in that regard. And the reason why Ghost in the Shell is so relevant is not only does he reflect Ghost in the Shell, but the Broncos and the Broncos' records is just a ghost in a shell at the moment. They've been three bad teams. The, the Ravens aren't perfect. They're missing two running backs. They're missing their best corner, and they're not going to be a real contender this year, but they're good enough to beat the Broncos. The Ravens will win and the
1: Broncos start their decline. Mark, Mark spent more time on IMDB than uh, on the NFL <laughs> this week.
0: I'm loving the references, I'm not going to lie. Uh, look, this is Lamar Jackson's, he's trying to go for the fourth in a row against an AFC West team with 80 plus rush yards, so he loves playing against AFC West teams. They were poor last week. He doesn't usually have two per weeks in a row. They were poor last week against the Lions. I, as a Broncos fan, they've had a five-game preseason, like last last beat around that bush but they look steady with Teddy they look as if they're capable and the thing that really excites me as a fan is seeing how good pats are team the second is um, I think whenever you go up against a team at Empire Field in my High, you're always going to have a tough game whenever the crowd are with you and you get seventy thousand people cheering against you when you got that ball in it's under center I think it's going to be difficult I think this will be a very tight game but I think the defence for the Broncos will come up and the Broncos will get a win. I'm not going to sit here and say the Broncos might go 5 or 6 or no, but I think they will go 4 or oh. 0. And I think not just Justin Tucker, but Justin Simmons, who's had not a quiet start to the season, but maybe not as uh, explosive as last year. I think this could be his introduction. You could have Miller there, Pat in there. But also KJ Hamler's a massive miss for this team. You've got to see Tim Patrick come in. But I, I'm taking the Broncos to go 4-0, and, oh, and I think then... Week five will be the key. They have a very difficult schedule after that, but let's see what happens. Um, okay, we've got two more games to look at this week. The Pittsburgh Steelers against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field this Sunday. Well, this tonight, actually. Yeah, thanks for the recording thing there. But, uh, yeah, it's been a long week. Colin, who have you got in this game?
1: So the, I, the Steelers shocked the Bills in week one but it's been all downhill since. There was all of that, the TJ Watt con- contract, they had looked so, um, you know, on special teams and defense, they looked so good, but yeah, it hasn't been good since. Um, and obviously the Packers were shocked in uh, week one, but it's been all uphill since. Um, Blitzburg came up empty last week. I think that was the end of, was it a 75, 76 game streak of, um, of sacks? Um, I, th- I think the other thing um, about this was I was looking at some stats uh, this this week and stats lie so uh, what was it Ben Rottlesberger passed for a season high 318 yards um, last week yeah but he was sacked four times he two interceptions as Michael Lombardi said he looked like he was playing with um, cement on his feet it, 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 like there was pressure on him all the time so if you're playing against the Steelers you you know what to do. Um it's it's a big fall from grace for the Steelers who were traditionally kind of so strong. I I just think, you know, if you're the, the Packers looking at this and you're looking at the, the Steelers, you, you know how to approach it. You know what to do. And the Steelers have not got a running game going either. Um, so the Packers for me are, are gonna win this and, and the Steelers are one and three. Yeah, we were fortunate to speak to the general
2: manager during the off-season, and we also had Tom Rooney on when he was in Dublin, and they both referred to how well Big Ben looked coming into this season. And it just reminded me of everything I've heard over the, from the Giants over the years when it looked like Eli Manning was finished, and the general manager was coming out and saying all the right things about the quarterback Quarterback looks great, and he's experienced, and he knows how to play the game, and he doesn't need to be mobile and get around the pocket. You know yourself, it's all, it's all wrong. And Big Ben is all wrong. He's been sacked eight times in three games. As you said, he just doesn't look the player of old. He, the offensive line has been patched back together in terms of five new players starting on the line this season as opposed to what they were when they lost that playoff game against the Browns. And then for the Packers, I think people got carried away with week one when they lost to the Saints. They felt they were a bit complacent, but they've addressed that since. They weren't great in week two against the Lions, but certainly last week, in what I felt was a, a must-win game, must game to kind of answer the critics, Rogers looks to be... To be refocused I don't know what he was doing that particular celebration at the end for the cameras in terms of the field goal but I think he was trying to make a point to people out there that have been criticizing him throughout the offseason about the fact that they didn't feel he was all in on this season with Green Bay it was suggested after the week one loss he's not really in for it he's just back to make his money he'll move on next season I think where he's quickly um, established, that, established that in terms of showing what he's done over the past two weeks Packers are winning this game this would be the biggest shock of the season for me if the Packers weren't winning this game on Sunday. Yeah,
3: yeah the, the Steelers are an analog creature at the moment in the digital world. Um, that, that's the reality. Their offensive line is letting them down horrendously. I love Game Pass because you go into the coach's film, right? And I look at the coach's film. I'm no 12-year-old focusing on the Jets. So I'll, I'll emphasize that. But I challenge anybody to find five plays where the offensive line look like, and I say look like because we don't know the calls, but look like they're exercising all their assignments correctly they just aren't they're allowing pressure after pressure Najee Harris can't get any momentum um, and he's having a horrible start to his career because they literally can't find any holes for him Big Ben of course he's not the most mobile at at any stage in his career um, but they're really not giving him a chance Uh, and that is just not good enough In the modern nfl you've got to give your offense a chance because you need to put up points you especially need to put up points against the green bay packers i mean the analogy i'll give you on the green bay packers is this year they're the apple watch you know really rocky launch really dodgy launch and nobody was sure would it take off then it booms back to success and all the way along though it's just a little bit showy a little bit too smug uh for the people that have them and are wearing them and unfortunately Aaron Rodgers it's the Aaron Rodgers show and he is a little bit smug about it all and we have this nonsense about recording a show an hour before a game um Aaron just get on the field play some games maybe even win another nfc championship it would double your total and that would be good um but the green bay packers are over that initial blip they will win their division and this is going to be a comfortable win for them
0: i quite enjoyed seeing Aaron Rodgers and pat mcafee the other day when he was swearing and stuff uh look disappointing start to the season for the steelers i'm not saying it's tea and toast and RTE news at nine o'clock yet for ben Roethlisberger, but we could be getting to that point boys um just going to put it out there. Let's see what happens, if he gets any protection this week. This shouldn't be an issue for the Packers. If Rodgers can't get it going in terms of his passing ability, but he should, he can hand it off to Aaron Jones. One guy that I think is under a bit of pressure is, is Robert Tunyon, the tight end this week. He needs to get a bit of, bit of action going this week, but the Packers should win this game, in my opinion, comfortably. Now, Mark has been waiting for this moment, and the crowd has been waiting for this moment for a long time as well. Waiting but all day for Sunday night. Waiting all well. <laughs> I mean, show of hands. Who's going to stay up to watch this game tonight? Big game. Brady returning. The no. Oh, He's going to what? No, <laughs> not one hand. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, the Bucks at the Patriots. Tom Brady returning to the homeland after a, a few a few years off. Paddy's dead two years ago. The week I'm right. The week COVID hit here. Crazy week. Tom Brady decides to go to Tampa Bay. Worked out, It worked out okay for him. To be fair.
1: Um, who
0: wins this game today at Foxborough or tonight?
1: Well, Tom Brady is playing probably better now than he did at any point in his career. Like 2007, <laughs> 2011, Brady are looking at this going, he's, he's even better. Um, it's, it's like, you know, it, we've said it before, it's Tom Brady's world and we're all living in it. Um, how does Belichick scheme, right? Uh, it's been interesting because this week, Brady said he hasn't thought about the game at all but this is a man who admitted in June that 90% of what he says in public isn't true. Um, whereas Belichick has said, laid all the praise on, if there's anyone who can play till they're 50, it's Tom Brady or oh, Tom, um, which makes sense because you don't want to give to- um, Tom Brady any ammunition because he's going to have enough um, coming in. Uh, I I think Brady is going to, this is a game where he is going to be so fired up, he's going to have, all of his uh, receivers fired up. He's got Gronk. I think they are going to put a beat down on the Patriots. I think this like like he is gonna like smash. Obviously the record gonna set um, the for the passing yards. But he is gonna look to extract every ounce of vengeance because that's what tom brady does um and i don't think the patriots his kryptonite is pressure up the middle he had aaron donald in his face last week um, i don't think the patriots have that to to get at him and uh yeah i can see um the the box putting up um 30 35 points on the patriots in Foxborough and um Bill Belichick uh having uh, a very very um bad time on the uh on the sidelines I
2: mean this Bucks team arguably now are better than what they were last year you know I know they lost last week to a very good Rams team but you look at the stats Brady 300 plus yards each game shown for a minimum of two touchdowns four players have already had four sorry had 100 plus yard games and Godwin Gronk Evans uh, You you go on with the players, it's just relentless. And then you look at the Patriots, they haven't had one player that's had 60 yards plus catching. And that could be down to the fact that they're being conservative with the new quarterback. But there's always strange things that happen in the NFL. And the Patriots haven't lost three games in row of home since 1993. Kraft wasn't even there at the time. He hadn't even taken ownership of the team. I think they'll slow them down. I I reflect back in the game last year where everybody said the Ravens were going to go in on a Sunday night football against the Patriots and put a beat down on the Patriots real choppy weather game, windy, and the, the Patriots found a way to win. And I think they're going to find a way to win on Sunday. I think if anybody can scheme against Tom Brady, and know what flaws are there. And in fairness, the past their fifth-ranked defense for a reason. They have played efficiently well last, over the last few weeks, and they haven't got the results. Obviously, they've lost two games. But for me, Patriots defense will find a way to slow them down, and they'll put up enough points to eke out a very, I wouldn't say low scoring, but they'll win by a touchdown.
3: I've got to go last on this, Michael. You go, you go. I
0: don't know what to say to that. Um, sorry for any Patriots fans. I just I haven't been impressed with the Patriots this season. I understand there's a whole journey there for Mac Jones, who, to be fair to him, had 270 yards and a touchdown last week, albeit he had three interceptions. But that's a conversation for a different time. Um, look, Belichick's been there. He's done it all. He's won it all by this team. I think it's interesting to hear the quotes coming out from Robert Kraft this week. I think Brady will want to win this game more than he wants to win a Super Bowl. And I think they, he will win it by multiple touchdowns. Like, I'm actually going to stay up and watch it because even if it's five or six touchdown lead, like I, I think it'll be intriguing to watch because I think this will finally hit Belichick whenever he's standing on the touchline and you see him, Brady, stand opposite him. That It, it is like the, the dynasty has finally ended. And it ended last year. But for Brady to leave, win a, win a ring with Tampa Bay, of course, they lost last week, but this team is going deep into the playoffs. To have a guy now also on the run with G, like Giovanni Bernard. I know Murphy Bunting's out, but to even bring in Richard Sherman, they will be there. The Patriots won't. The Patriots are going to 1-3. And, three, and I, I think this could be a substantial defeat for them. Um, but they will come again next week, I'm sure. Mark.
2: Sorry, quick point. A lot of conversation this week in the media around how the fans will react from coming back. Great reception before the game. But if they hit the fourth quarter and the Pages are winning, I think you'll quickly see it. the fans <laughs> turning. If, if
0: they've any respect for him, they'll not. A- any juice of that. I can't uh, stop on. with that no, nonsense. No, no, no. I mean, if I, your I team is him. winning,
3: winning in the fourth quarter, you're going to be against the opposition no matter who the head it is. Do, do you think Tom no. Brady won't celebrate or if he's winning in the fourth quarter? Or slagging away oh. from the crowd? Like, Radio, they're going to make noise on third down. They're going to try and distract him. They're going to try and do anything they need to win it. Oh, what? Like the Packers fans did to Brett Favre? Like the Kings fans, uh, sorry, the Oilers fans did to Wayne Gretzky. Like the J- Bulls fans did to uh, Michael Jordan when he came back the yeah. ta- to with the Wizards. We're talking about seven times. Don't give me that nonsense Seven times. Six times with the Patriots.
0: Put them on the map. 18. He's the reason that everyone looks at Belichick now, Uncraft. So let's, let, come on. I know, yeah, I know, I know you're
3: jealous that they're the greatest franchise I'm not, I'm of all not, time. I, but I, I'm admitting the that they've point. done incredible. Look,
0: just, there has been 18
3: months I have not looked forward to this date. There is 18 months. The second I heard the trade went down, I went, when do the Bucks play the Packs and where? And I've circled this date. For me, I've given you a few machine and uh, technology references tonight. This is really simple. Terminator. No, no. Rage against the machine. Tom Brady's coming out singing Killing the Name Of at the top of his voice. <laughs> and you better believe he's not singing the uh, Christmas number one version when he's doing it either. Um, you talk about the reception he's going to get. Uh, I think there will be a mixed reception. There are some Patriots fans that said to me last season, the second they saw him in a box jersey, it was like, Break his legs. I don't care. He's dead to me in relation to it. I can't. I still think he's the greatest of all time. And what brings me to mind is that a lot of fans in Boston they get a chance to say thank you and congratulate him in many respects and give him a send-off that he didn't get the opportunity to in leaving as a free agent. And obviously, the ignominious last loss, last pass, was a pick six. The Logan Ryan, of yes. course, as I'm sure you guys will remind me. Um, what I'm reminded of is a show, early 90s, Arsenio Hall's show. And Arsenio Hall had the, the Muhammad Ali on the show, and then he brings out Sugar Ray Robinson and Mike Tyson, who at that ma- time was the biggest baddest man in town. And Arsenio Hall asked Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, they said, "Hey, you in your prime and you in your prime, who wins?" And Ali does the, the playing up to the crowd and kind of goes like, "Oh, I, w- I was a dancer, and if he got me, I'd be oh, I'd be gone and fakes being knocked out and everything." And Tyson goes. I'm vain and I think I'm great, but every head must bow, every tongue must confess. This is the greatest of all time. And on Sunday at Foxborough, the greatest NFL player of all time plays at Foxborough for one last time. More touchdowns, more wins, more yards, more Super Bowls, more playoff wins, more success than anyone of all time. And I, for one, you know, am gutted and love it at the same measure. So he will go, he will destroy them. Uh, Bucks will win this in a canter, to be honest with you. Um, But the greatest comes back for one last time.
0: Imagine Boone somebody that's won six rings with your team. Come on, like... But I understand. Michael, on, on a is third it, down situation.
2: Is, is he going to be the same way if his team are winning and scoring if, touchdowns? If the Patriots no, score won't 50 be. points no, tonight, he won't and be. are in they going to boom while zone, walking off? If in the Indians zone not it large if they score I, I, touchdowns. So is he going to be respectful back? I, 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 think, Michael, you, I think you are. Michael, think you, I think Michael, Michael
3: you I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm trying to think, what would it be like to run out of town the legend that established your franchise and say that you actually fired him? Oh, that's right. That's the Denver Broncos and what they did to John Elway Did the call side. Back in your box. Oh, Okay. Right. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that game's Sunday football tonight, so get a bit of coffee. Get maybe a bit of uh, technology cafe. I don't Uh, think they're uh, open at one in the morning, but we'll see. And tweet Mark. Tweet. Yeah, a tweet Mark. We'll get Mark's at on the bottom of the screen here now. (laughs) Uh, Coming up next, our final segment of the show. We're going to give our bet predictions ahead of this week. You're having a good week. Last week, last few weeks. So join us for the final segment in a few minutes on the Irish NFL show. welcome back into the irish nfl show here in navan the final segment of this week's show we're going to look at our tips for the week, presented by matchbook betting exchange you can use code irish nfl show lads, for a bonus uh, both in the republic of ireland and in northern ireland as well or in the uk if you want to do that there brian you're the main man i got 14 picks now last week but what's our accumulator or bet this week I'm not the main man, I'm the one who just calls out the bet
2: every week. Well, you we, just picked the Patriots,
0: we, so I mean, who's, I'm, I'm joking. No, we, we <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's
2: general consensus, <laughs> best. but we have been fortunate. We've won the last two weeks, thanks to our partners at matchbook.com. This week, we're going with a treble. Um, we haven't gone too big in terms of odds, but we're confident these three teams will win. We think the Chiefs will rebound against the Eagles. We feel the Packers will have too much for the Steelers, and the Titans will be a hapless Jets team. So, treble ticket pays in the region of 64 7-4 titans packers chiefs all to win on the
0: money line sounds good sounds good and as i said you can use code irish nfl show with matchbook to get a bonus um, and yeah looking forward to it let's very quickly go through uh, our underdog of the week our pick of the week i'm going to take the broncos against the ravens as i said previously i think the broncos will win i think that's a big underdog pick for me who have you got?
1: As, a, as an underdog, well I went, I went for the, the Lions, I, I think that they'll just unfortunately have too much for a Bears team who to me are in disarray and are in need of a new direction, a new head coach, a new GM, difficult to do that mid-season I think. Um, the, they are playing, you know, may, maybe Dan Campbell has given them all um, that Starbucks diet that he talked about, but I think the Lions will, uh, will surprise the, the Bears at Soldier Field. For a long time today, the Bucks were actually in this bet, but we always agree
2: it has to be the f- same team that we all, all four pick. I'm picking the Patriots. It'll probably be one of the biggest shocks of the season, but I think defensively they'll do enough to slow Brady down. It's the Patriots
3: for me on Sunday night. And I'm just going to be controversial and disagree completely with Brian. As I said, my underdog is the Lions. I called out earlier, but the pick of the week for me is the Bucks. I cannot see Tom Brady going back to Foxborough and losing. With all the points about Bill Belichick, with all the points about the Bucks having not a great defense, and the Patriots' run game potentially having an opportunity to take off, it will still be Tom Brady and the Bucks winning on Sunday night.
0: Looking forward to it. That is our picks for the week and also our bet of the week as well. Thank you also too much, book for that giving us a few euros or yo-yos to throw in the caddy uh, but also thanks to everybody here uh, today in Navin in the Technology Cafe that's both either came down or helped us put on the show also thanks to Trust Gaming for the fantastic set here this evening uh, the prizes that they gave away over the last few months we really appreciate your support to them um, at the team to the guys at Technology Cafe we, we can't thank you lads enough and hopefully I'd love to come down to Meave again I, I've never it's my first time in Maeve I'm actually embarrassed to say that but great crack in novin t- today boys and looking forward to next week uh, any final points no these are all
1: i'd love if there was one of these in in dublin
0: yeah i'd take one where i am in dungana in tyrone brian will be any final points
2: no i just want to thank john and emma that put this great show together without nice. their help over the past few weeks this wouldn't have come to pass so great effort we've been working very closely with them over the past month and hopefully we'll work together to roll out ac- across some other shops across the
3: country
0: and uh, mark a massive thanks well to mafia again for some fantastic camera absolutely, work.
3: absolutely no really appreciate it and it's great doing these live shows i mean it's one thing doing it on zoom and having our rows. it's always better to have our rails in person and everything but <laughs> i just like the technology cafe to have the nfl up here on sundays guys maybe come work that uh, here a, a i way.
0: i'll drive down. i'm only an hour and 20 minutes away but yeah can't wait for this week already week 40 nfl season i hope you all enjoy the games today we are live from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium next Sunday at 9am and in week six at 9am. Somebody, if you're in London, please bring us some coffee. There may be people on. Maybe there'll be some guests next week, but we'll be at Tottenham next Sunday at 9am. Do not miss it. And we'll see you soon on the Irish NFL show. Thanks for joining us. And thanks to everybody here today. Thanks, folks. Thanks, everyone.